2: Bob, bob, bobbing along, along There'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his home Sweet song Wake up, wake up, you head, Get up, get up, get out of bed Cheer up, cheer up, the sun is red Live, love, love and be happy What if I be blue? Now I'm walking through fields of flowers But still I listen for When he starts rubbing his own sweet song, I'm just a kid again doing.
3: Addicts win their final home game as Stockley and an EK strike in the second half. The race for 12th is really hotting up as we go into the final day. Welcome to Charlton Live. Charlton. Hello and welcome to Charlton Live on your Sunday evening. I hope you guys are well. My name is uh, Louis Mendez and joining me to look back at yesterday's 2-0 win at home to Shrewsbury in our final home game uh, of the season. First up, Mr Nathan Muller. How you doing, Nathan? Evening or afternoon, whatever you want to call it. Good mate, you? Feel yeah, a bit not more bad.
4: refreshed after a good night's sleep after yesterday.
3: Well, you're talking a lot about getting refreshed during the upbeats walk as well, <laughs> actually. But we'll, we'll discuss that one later. How, how, how are your legs holding up after that?
4: Yeah, they're not too bad now, mate. I mean, yesterday I was struggling a bit. I felt like I was, uh, you know, step-toe then, but um, yeah, good. I feel a little bit more fresh now, but um, it might take me a couple of days to be fully up to 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 speed. Yeah, Yeah. because I think obviously you guys are a little bit
3: younger than me, so I've got a little bit more recuperation time. Yeah, a very generous use of the word a little bit there. Also uh, joining us uh, on uh, this week's show, another man who who came around the uh, Upbeats track with us yesterday, Mr. Benji Clark. How you doing, Ben?
5: Good afternoon. Yeah, all good, thank you, mate. Yeah, still in one piece. Yeah. I went for a light jog down earlier today just to uh
3: just to rub it in our faces that you're, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that you're a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Well, excellent <laughs> stuff. So, uh, on today's show, then, we will look back at yesterday's win over Shrewsbury Town. We're going to hear the highlights uh, of the game shortly. We've also got post-match reaction, of course, uh, from the manager, Johnny Jackson, and from uh, one of the goal scorers in Chuksenike. Uh, we've got your um, views as well in the fans bar, plus uh, some emails and that. Uh, and we've also got a little Upbeats Walk diary, of course. Yesterday was Upbeats Day at the Valley. Always a, a great day. Uh, us, uh, A few of us chatting live, boys, did the trek. Uh, the nine mile walk before so we've got our audio diary of that later on in the show as well, which we'll listen to. But before we hear the highlights of the game, uh, Nathan, um, yeah, three points, end of the season, half-time, uh, I mean, someone had to wake me up to, to, to do my, half, my half-time my half reporting, but um, second half was a bit better, I guess.
4: Yeah, but it was snooze fest first half on it, um, typical end of season, and it, I just thought it was one of those games where if it stayed as it was, it was going to end, they'll be playing for another month and it would still be nil-nil but um, yeah as you say perked up a little bit second half and um, a couple of good set pieces a bit of um, you know excitement and you know getting the crowd going and yeah good three points in the end and as you say earlier top of the league top half of the league rather or top of the bottom 13 teams. so we can't really you know grumble we I don't know if that counts for anything but we've got to take the W's and we mate
3: yeah, oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, t- to finish in the top half would be some achievement in in, in a way, uh, Ben. Uh, some something. I mean, it is something we can cling on to. But obviously, joking aside, with, with that top half finish, we did need to end the season strongly. And to be fair, were we on six wins out of the last nine? That's exactly the same amount of games that we won under Jacko in his caretaker spell, where we were all lauding him. So it's not a it's not a bad end to the season, and one that we've needed really because. You know, a couple of months ago, we were really stuck in the malaise, and we needed to go into the the summer on a bit more of a calm footing. And I think we're probably doing that after the last few the last few games.
5: Yeah, look, we don't want to go into the summer needing a massive overhaul because I think what happened before was a miracle, really. With when we got promoted in twenty twelve, we don't we really don't want to do that again with. A big turnover of players, and uh, there's been some very positive performances from players. players standing up, showing that they want to be here next season. Uh, Jaden Stockley proving that he's going to be our main man up front. Really good finish from him yesterday, um, and Chuck's coming on from the bench and scoring a good goal as well, proving that. Look, if he, if him and Jaden stay fit, they can vie for that position up front. Um, and, and Craig McGilvray pulling off a few good saves yesterday as well. Uh, there's been a few question marks over his performance of late, but as you said, a few clean sheets in there. Uh, Albie Morgan, two assists as well, showing that, look, he's still got something there to prove. So, yeah, look, it's, it's positive that we, we got the three points, positive that we got uh, another clean sheet. We've got to look for these positives for next season and try and work out a spine of a team to work with and hopefully tie some players down to contracts now that are out of contract, and, and work out what we've got to do next season. Mm.
3: All right, well, let's have a listen then to the highlights of yesterday's game on Charlton TV. Your commentators uh, were Steve Brown uh, with Terry Smith. He thinks about a shot, Morgan. He urged to do so by the fans.
6: He still might have a go here. Where will see me out to the left. Offer of support, Giasimi looking to take his man on early. Gets back inside him, on his right foot, tipped away by Morosi. the first attack of the game, in anger, and Charlton have a corner. On. Ball into the box, is uh, cleared away by Clare, it's going to drop to Forno, takes the shot, and it's not million miles away from the top right-hand corner. Decent effort from Forno, but eventually in the back of the cover Matthews Tries to send Washington on his way, and it's a good ball as well, into the area, Washington comes, saved by Morosi from the shot. Runs to Giasimi, can he get it from out, from under his feet? No, he can't. And 4 can bring it away for Shrewsbury. The sting out of it as the half-time whistle goes. No added time here at the Valley in the first half. Leahy ball into the box has found Bowman on the edge of the box. Takes a shot. Great save by McGillivray. He'll run through to Daniels. Another save from McGillivray. Slightly more routine. And then Famwo clears it away. But that's the first real opportunity for the visitors. McGillivray up to the task twice. Morgan sent the ball forward and Washington has sprung the offside trap and it's Washington in on goal and saved by Morosi the Shrewsbury players are appealing for an offside I think Stockley probably was, Washington certainly wasn't, well according to the linesman at least certainly wasn't and John have it back with Gilby out to Giasimi on the left hand side Giasimi taking on Daniels goes past him, can he get the ball in the box though Daniels with the last minute block and it's away for the corner and that came from nothing it was a clearance from Shrewsbury it was blocked by Giasimi and then swiped forward by Morgan and Washington timed his run, according to the linesman, in the penalty area, Morosi with the
7: save. He's been, again, I'll reiterate, he's the one threat, isn't he? Off the shoulder, down the sides, in behind, it's a 1v1, give the keeper a bit of credit for saving that, he stayed big, he stayed tall, but realistically, that should have been a goal. Corner comes in, and it's a header!
6: Yes! said before that that might have been Morgan's better delivery, you are, that one was certainly on the money, edge of the 6 yard box, Jaden Stockley made it, keeper with absolutely no chance, and Charlton had the lead.
7: Yeah, it's a wonderful delivery, and we talk time and time again, Tell about arriving, don't be stood in there, be on the move, you're much harder to pick up when you're on the move and you're at pace, I mean it's a wonderful... In-swinging cross, just a yard inside the six-yard line, and Stopley is running at full pelt when he meets that. He gets off his marker, and once he makes contact, the keeper morose has got no reaction time. There's enough pace on the ball from Morgan to just need to be flicked on to continue it with a bit more pace. That's what's got the beating of the keeper. Charlton take the lead, and thank God, because this goal, this game absolutely needed the goal, because now Shrewsbury will have to come out, will have to try and get an equaliser, and we should see you a know, bit more open foot. Morgan can take the free-kick officially on 85
6: and a half minutes, but uh, I suspect that uh, there'll be another five and a half minutes added on at least because of that. Morgan delivers the free-kick into the box. Fanboy with a header, and it's gone in! that's Chucks and Ike. I think his pardon. Anike, Rose at the edge of the six-yard box, headed it goalwards, and Morosi let it go through his hands, I think, almost. The power of the Anike header is what done him. Yeah, needs it's to see that again to see just
7: how much right. Morosi got to the ball. The, the, the worry in I mean, we don't need to see a replay, it's another three-header inside the, the penalty area from a set-piece, so the game is going to be won and lost today if you Shrewsbury, from two set-piece goals you've conceded, and that is most unlike a Steve Cottrell's side. The ball is at the back end of the six-yard box when, when Anike heads it, and that's not an easy position to score from, statistically. There's great power on it, and he gets away from his marker, he gets up, he meets it, and this time he does meet it well with great power. But it's gone on the inside post, on Morosi's right-hand post in the corner of the six-yard box. And I'm not sure I'll be too over the moon if my keeper got beat there. That yeah, is the final whistle as Morosi
3: delivered the ball out. So go, the, the referee calls time on the Last game of the season at the Valley. Right, cheers to the boys for that. That was the commentary highlights of yesterday's win. Um, as we said, it came alive in the second half. Um, I mean, we do still need an overhaul. I know Ben was saying just before that that winning winning the last few games perhaps suggests it isn't I mean there is still quite a big one that that needs to be done. I think we need to get that straight, don't you think
5: Ben? Yes, but I think what I was saying was not in the uh how big the like the 18 19 the
3: players but. is what you're saying, yeah. yeah.
5: I think we've got a spine of a team there. Like your Dobson, your Stockley, unfortunately Sam Lavelle injured. I, I'd view him as a, a key player to work around. Sean Clare, McGillivray, those kind of players I'd like to see us build around. Um, but of course, yeah, there's loads of players out of contracts. Probably I'd like to see a couple of them renewed um, and the rest let go. See a few of these youth players come through as well, see what they can do in pre-season. Um, but yeah, I'd like to see us bring in at least six, seven players that can add to this squad. Um but yeah, uh, n- uh, an overhaul, but not as big as overhaul as people are suggesting.
3: Mm, and and I mean the game yesterday, Nathan. We we had that that dreadful first half. I mean, it was we, we were dangerous from set pieces yesterday. Obviously, I think Shrews be really disappointed with the defending that led to both of the goals. But Jaden Stockley peeling away from the corner, um, twenty for the season now for him. I mean, that's considering he did have what four months out. I think it was. I mean, that, that's not a bad return. And. You know, he is one of the players that I, I do feel we can start to think about building the side around next season.
4: Yeah, I think so. I think I, I, could, I could be wrong, but I think Jacko already come out and said that we probably need some a bit more physicality in a player for next year, and I agree with him because set pieces are, you know, they're so important in this day and age, and it showed yesterday to break down a a Shrewsbury team, we've got two set pieces and we've got good players, you know, Chuck scoring with his head, I know Jaco said, you know, he probably should do it a bit more, but, yeah, Jaden's done, considering how poor the season's gone and his goal return, um, after, I think we've got to be pleased with it really and we just need to get some more, some more players to add because I think, We've spoke about it many a time on the show, but the lack of goals from midfield, you know, we've always lucky we have got Jaden and to an extent Connor as well, because without them two, it could be a lot worse. So, um, yeah, I do think we need to, we need to get more bigger players in, especially in defence. Because I mean, looking at it, I don't really know who's going to be here, just like no one else does. But be interesting if Sean Clare if he's happy to play in that wide centre back berth role next year because he did leave Oxford to come here and play in the middle. So be interesting. But yeah, great for Jaden and two great deliveries from Albie. Uh, you know, I've been a critic of these, but I thought he'd done. A, there were some poor deliveries, but I think the, the key deliveries were which led to the goals, and I was happy for him.
3: Yeah I mean yeah Albie is one who's I don't know like he seems to flit in and out at the moment a little bit of games but yesterday he did get those two assists and and Andy's set pieces at times haven't been great this season so it's good to see that he got a couple on the money yesterday Ben.
5: Yeah I think it's sums up the team I mean there was a, a time when Elliot Lee was really delivering some good balls into the box and then he uh his season's really dwindled out and Albie's had his chances, and as you said yesterday, two great deliveries. I think the one for Chucks was the best one for me, the way it curls in. And uh, it was such a powerful header from Chucks that keeper got a touch to it, but couldn't keep it out. But, yeah, overall from the game, we probably didn't see enough from the midfield, as Nathan was saying. That's probably been the most disappointing part of our season, uh, not being enough goals, not being enough creativity to set up. The strikers, um, we've been relying on wing play from Corey Blackett-Taylor and Adam Matthews setting up the goals of late. Don't think many assists have come from central midfield. Likes of Gilby, Morgan, Lee, not really been good enough. So, I mean, got another game next Saturday to try and prove themselves a bit. I mean, I know it's only one game, but yeah, I think that's a key area we've got to look at. Obviously, Scott Fraser's been injured the last few weeks. We hope to see a lot more from him. Um, but, yeah, massive, massive rebuild, uh, in my opinion, needs to go into the midfield because it's not been good enough there.
3: Mm, yeah, obviously we were rocked by that news just before kickoff that, that well, Corey Blackett-Taylor was taken ill after the warm-up. Um, I'm so, I so mean, That's not always easy for someone like DJ to come into a game in, in that circumstance when up until five, ten minutes before kickoff, you don't think you're even playing, nafe. I mean, Jacko was full of praise for him after. He, I think the second half, he sort of came to life. He did have that shot early on as well in what was a game of very, very few chances in the first half. But yeah, not not easy circumstances for, for um, DJ to find himself in the team.
4: No, of course not. Obviously, if you know that you're not in the team, you know, expecting to be on the bench and then last minute you're saying that you're playing. Um, Not that your warm-up should be any different because you should go out with the same intensity. But obviously, you know, he's obviously gone in there. He's then got to think. Oh, I've got to try and know he's got a mark at set pieces and stuff like that. Um, but you know, again, I've been another player. I've been critical this season. I thought first half he done okay. There was a couple of nice bit of touch, nice touches from him, and he he drifted inside like an inverted wing back, so to speak. And we set up a couple of chances with him, and then he came to life in the second half. So I thought it was a good, a good, good little game for DJ yesterday. Um, again, for me, I think if we're going to play this system. Um, I don't think he's going to be there, you know, our first choice wing back or, uh, you know, maybe not even a backup wing back really. So I think he might have to go out on loan um, if we're going to stick with the system, but we'll have to wait and see. But overall, I thought he'd, he had one of his better games yesterday. Um, so, yeah, delighted for him. Um, but, yeah, it must be unsettling, especially filling boots of Corey because, you know, obviously DJ's isn't a slouch by any stretch, but he's a totally different player to Corey and... Um, I didn't really know until late on that he was ill so I was expecting to bring him on at some point Um, (laughs) but yeah it was a good game for DJ in the end in a nothing Mm, game.
3: Yeah Um, I mean we'll talk about the circumstances surrounding what led to the second goal in a few moments' time, Ben, because I think we have to give that some some careful consideration because it's a bit of a mess currently. But, um, yeah, Chucks coming off the bench. Um, I think it's three and four, actually. I think in my interview with Jacko, I say three and three, but I completely forgot he played at Cambridge as well and didn't score there, so he's obviously slacking a bit. But, um, yeah, we know what Chucks is all about, really, coming off the bench and scoring goals, and he does do it so effectively.
5: Oh, totally, yeah. I mean, I was really excited when we signed him. Would have liked to have signed him earlier in January, so he could have kicked on a bit earlier when Jaden was out. But um, as you say, we know what he's about. He's such a presence in the air. He's great with his feet. Uh, and if he's on the bench, and yesterday we saw him come on as a free, which Shaco seems to be trialling out at the moment. And um, wow, what a threat to have. You've got Connors Pace running in behind and running the channels, and you've got a big presence in Jaden and Chucks. And I mean, when that free kick came in yesterday, who, who'd you mark? I mean, you had Jason Pearce in there as well. Um, and, a, and a great, powerful header from him. That's what we want to see, someone coming on from the bench and, and giving us a goal that we needed to, to, to seal the game, really. But look, next season, if we can give him a good pre-season, I mean, hes I know at Birmingham, he didn't really get any injuries there. He was trying to come on as a sub there. Earlier on in the season, it didn't work out there. I think they signed quite a few strikers, and they he lost his place um, there. But if if he can keep fit next season and and be that man to come off the bench or maybe start up front with Jaden and try something different, then um then yeah, I'm really happy with that because I think he's one of the best strikers in the league, and he'd be playing higher if it wasn't for his injuries.
3: Yeah, uh, I mean one player again who. Needed a performance, I'd, I'd suggest, is is Craig McIvray. You know, he's he's, he's had some high-profile mistakes recently. Obviously, we had uh, praised him for his catching sort of improving, but then all of a sudden his distribution turned really badly and, and, and he was giving the ball away uh, a few times. And, uh, in one case, it led to goals. In, in, other, in another case, it led to chances. Um, but, I mean, for, for a player who had very little to do yesterday, that double save... Early on in the second half was really vital, and uh, you know, again, you you just you just hope that next season he's going to become more of the all-round player, so that the saves that he makes, like we saw early on yesterday, Nathan in the second half, can be you know can complement a good overall performance and not be like a standout in a in a season where he's also made a few errors.
4: Yeah, I think um, yeah, he he had a ropey couple of weeks there, and he's come back and. Made a couple of good saves. And I think at that point in the game yesterday as well, they were important saves, Uh important double saves to be fair. But that's what he, you know, in, in all fairness, that's what he's paid to do. He's keep the ball out of the back of net. But yeah, I agree he's had a couple of ropey weeks. And as you say, he were not coming for crosses, but now he is. And then he's, I think it was the Cambridge game, we sort of left left one slip and and Pearcey bailed him out a little bit. But credit where due, you know, two great saves yesterday. Um, don't know what's going to happen with Ashley Maynard, up Brewer next year. I don't know if he's going to come and fight Craig for that um, that number one spot, um, or if we're going to get more games. But yeah, he's. He, I think he's. There's been sometimes I know he, he has. He's made big saves and he's made mistakes, and I think. But we said it on Thursday. It sums up the whole season overall, really, where we've been inconsistent as a team and a fair amount of players have been inconsistent as well, which is why we're only 12th in the league. Um, but yeah, happy for him yesterday because they were too... When he saved the first one, I thought I thought there's no way he's going to get that second one. Um, and he managed to put it out the bag.
3: Yeah, he certainly uh, he certainly did and made two good saves. And it wasn't long after that the Charlton had the lead and they held on to it. Now, of course, we, we do have to talk about the... Uh the incident um that sort of uh, happened in about the seventy-ninth, eightieth minute uh yesterday at the Valley and and led to a delay of uh five, six, seven minutes, I'd say, just before uh Charlton got their second goal with uh, with Chooks and Ike. it was um it was clear that the uh Shrewsbury goalkeeper uh, Marco Morosi wasn't wasn't happy with something. We weren't exactly sure what was going on. Uh, from up in up in, well from from anywhere in the stadium really there was uh he was pointing out sort of fans in the in the north lower behind the goal uh the referee Sam Perkins came over he called over um you know like members of the uh security team at the valley and then went and spoke to the the managers on the touchline um and uh so yeah it was clear clear something wasn't quite right we spoke to Johnny Jackson and uh the Shrewsbury town media spoke to um, Steve Cotterill after the game to try and understand a bit more. Jacko said it was an allegation uh, of uh, sort of racist uh, abuse. Um, Cotterill didn't really he didn't say the word racist, but he gave a, a bit more. He said it, was, it seemed to be something to do with the player's nationality. Also saying that someone shouted something, uh, albeit getting the nationality of the player wrong. Um, now then that progressed into what absolutely shouldn't have happened because, and and, and now we definitely know why, was that uh, a Charlton fan posted a picture of another Charlton fan on Twitter and said, this is the person, blah, 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 which has proved to be incorrect because that was never the person involved. So I imagine the Charlton fan who took that picture and accused someone of being the person involved in that situation will want to have a look at themselves there because it wasn't the person. And that person then came out on, on the... Uh, social media to explain that it wasn't them they were asked to leave incorrectly as 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 we know Um, but yeah so again one of the things i think we should learn from this is if you're in this don't put someone's picture on social media because it's you could make yourself look a bit silly there and that person then has had to come out and and say it's not them so that's not a nice situation uh, for that fan to be involved with now then we got an update from the club um or a statement from the club who said that a a complaint of discriminatory abuse uh, by an individual uh, was made to the referee that the club then went to say um that someone had been arrested and in custody uh and that the club is supporting the police with their investigations and then later on in the evening obviously the club backtracked on that and and reported uh that no one has been arrested but the police are investigating the incident and appealing for information uh police said it's been established that the two individuals who were removed so one of which you'd assume would be this person in the photo uh were not involved in the abuse. So again, it comes back to that fan who posted a photo of someone they don't know on social media. (laughs) I mean, you should, you really shouldn't be doing that. Uh, The club uh, were, those two were allowed to leave because it wasn't them. The club thanked them for their compliance. Um, And then the Met police said that um, the referee was uh, made aware of racial abuse directed at the player. Uh, Two males were escorted from the stand Uh, after making inquiries and speaking to witnesses. It was established that the two men escorted weren't involved in the abuse. Uh, They were allowed to leave with no further action taken against them. Officers will work with the club to carry out further inquiries to identify those who were involved in the abuse. So, I mean, it's a bit of a mess, if we're being honest, Nathan. Like, um, obviously, there's things that's gone badly wrong from quite a few different areas here, and uh, I'm sure the club are doing an investigation to find out how they got that information wrong, because that is important, and I'm sure they're aware of that. I have asked if there's going to be any sort of update on that. Um, obviously, the, I mean, the, the worst part of it is, the first thing is that, I mean, racial or a xenophobic, so a xenophobic abuse, whatever it will turn out to be, has been reported. And that's that's dreadfully disappointing. That's, that's, the, that's the first thing. It's really disappointing that's happened at the Valley. It happened anywhere, but it's, it's especially disappointing that it's happened at Charlton. Considering, you know, it was only two or three years ago when we went through the, the situation with Jonathan Lico and a League United player, and that was... I felt handled quite well by the club, and so whoever that, whoever it turns out to be, may or may not I- involved in this situation, will we'll probably want to have a long, hard look at themselves.
4: Yeah, of course. I think, um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> obviously, yesterday was a bit, as you say, it was a bit got into a bit of a mess. Uh, I think you know, more haste, less speed comes to mind. But I think with social media nowadays, everything's so instantaneous, and you know, pictures going on, and you've already touched on it. You know, someone's been out. Uh, you know face over social media incorrectly and it's not like you say not a nice feeling for them so you know, i'm feeling for them a little bit today um but yeah it's this you know if the alleged is is turns out to be correct it is disappointing because we're not that sort of club um we've been you know a really good community club and everyone's welcome to come here and and you know sit where i sit i sit in the covered end in the f block and you know i don't hear anything like that sort of near me um so, yeah, dis- disappointing. And as you say, we're trying to stamp all of that stuff out uh, as, a, as, a, as a game, not only as a club. Um, so, yeah, we, you know, there's only so much I can say, but whatever happens, happens. And I'm sure if it turns out to be true, then the person who will be apprehended and, you know, will be punished, I guess, and probably won't be able to go football game. So, um, but yeah, I mean, at the time, I didn't really know. I, originally, I thought something like a bottle was thrown or something originally. It was only when the ref sort of went over to the to the manager I thought, well, something might be a bit more serious here. So, But yeah, a bit of a, you know, if anything, it led to the goal really because I was saying to the bloke next to me, I said, it's been so long, concentration goes on a set play. Well, I think we've got a chance here and obviously Chuck pops up with a goal. But um, yeah, well, hopefully it just gets all sort of resolved soon and obviously the people that were outed incorrectly are, you know, are not affected by it.
3: Mm, yeah I mean Marco Marossi the, the goalkeeper put a bit of a statement on social media as well that you can read and uh, as you say Steve Cotterill, um says you can't legislate for a couple of fools in the crowd uh, Charlton have been a proper club I don't think Marco will press charges I think it's best that he otherwise lets it go um, he says unfortunately it reflects uh, on the good folk of Charlton and their club and uh, it shouldn't and, and hopefully it won't um, but yeah I mean obviously it's what then happened after and and it does reflect on the club because that was a balls-up and um, I'm sure they'll be looking into how that went so wrong and and, and hopefully something put in place so it it doesn't happen again. Right, uh, let's hear what Johnny Jackson uh, made of yesterday's game, shall we? I spoke to him Uh, after the match, asked him uh, for his thoughts and he said he was pleased to sign off uh, with a win at home. Yeah,
8: really pleased that we got the win for the supporters. Um, I think a performance to match, certainly second half, I thought we was... Really good, really good. Play some good attacking football. Um, yeah, really took the game to them. Um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's nice. Obviously, it's not been it's not been the ideal season, but we've ended uh, our home campaign with a with a you know a good solid performance and win. Uh, and I think the supporters enjoyed it certainly, and the support that they gave us, uh, and, and the way that they've applauded the boys off, uh, and the boys have applauded them back. Uh, it was nice. It was a nice day.
3: Yeah, I guess the um that lap of appreciation at the end. I mean, it shows the players that the fans that they there, they want to get behind them, and and hopefully will give them something to sort of aim towards for next season. Now, yeah,
8: I mean the supporters will always get behind you if you if you give them something to you know to cling to, and I think I think we've been doing that in recent weeks, um, and we have certainly done it today. Uh, even even um the Morgan game in the second half, like the supporters, the way they was getting behind the team because they can see that that we're doing the right things and. Putting the efforts in, and uh, if, if they see that, they'll, they'll always, uh, always get behind you. Uh, and it was brilliant again today. Yeah,
3: six wins out of nine, as well, sort of ending the season on a on a good run, which is which is what I guess you wanted when when the players started to come back. We're starting to see that return to form.
8: Yeah, yeah, it's not uh, it's not rocket science, is it? Um, you know, you get your best players back uh, playing together, um, you get your impact from the bench that you can, you know, try and shape the game that, that you want. And you get results. So, yeah, it was obviously, you know, I I, I kept talking about that when we got the guys back, things would, would be different. <laughs> but you're just hoping that, that they are when it when it does come along. But, yeah, obviously the results, results have been really good. Six out of nine is a good return.
3: Yeah, 20 up for the season for Jaden as well, considering he did, he did miss a long, a long spell. That's not a bad return at all.
8: Really good, yeah. Pleased for him. Uh, he 's come back into the team and he's, and hes he's given me everything um yeah and obviously that's a that 's a real decent tally now obviously he missed that big chunk of football so you do you you know you do wonder if it has stayed fit like how many that might have been and and what that might have meant for for him and and us as and like where, where the season might have have gone but you know can 't do anything about that he 's back now he 's playing well he 's firing he 's
3: scoring uh, and yeah we 're creating creating some chances for him I mean, Connor's got sort of eleven, ten of those have come under you as well. I mean, are you looking at that sort of front line that you've got, and you're thinking there is the the base of something you could b- build a promotion-winning side from around there? Well, I think, I think the facts are,
8: are clear to see. They're a really good front front two partnership. We've we've lost one game under myself uh, when then those two have started together, uh, and that was Lincoln. Obviously, with you know with a bit of adversity, ten men in that one, so. You know, the the stats are there to 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 back up that they are a good partnership at this level, and they love playing together. They love playing together, and I think they complement each other really well. Um, and we can be an effective team when when them guys are at it.
3: It's a three and three goals in game, three goals in three games now for Chucks as well. Obviously, bear in mind one of those came about two months ago. I mean, if you can get a more consistent run out of him next season as well, he could be you could be massive for you.
8: Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, good to have him back. Obviously, it's nice to be able to to have those options from the bench as well now that you're, you're turning around and, and how can you affect the game and you've got Chooks there and obviously he's he's as good as any of, of coming on and impacting it and uh, you know he really relishes that role and when the game gets stretched like that he's a, he's a real handful and uh, I'm pleased with his goal as well because I think he needs to do more of that, uh, You know his size and his physicality uh, I think he needs to score more headers as well, so uh, I'm really pleased with him.
3: Obviously, just before Chucksy's goal, there was a, a bit of a delay, and I, I saw the, the referee came and had a word with you. Can you tell us sort of what was said or what what, what your uh, understanding of what the delay was just, for?
8: There'd been an incident uh, in the crowd. The, the goalkeeper had made an accusation, and uh, it, they needed to deal with it. That's that's as far as my uh, uh, what I know about it. The facts of it, obviously, it's you know a delicate situation a matter. So I think you know probably best not to speculate that the club will obviously. Uh, Look into it and and deal with it how they see best fit.
3: Yeah. It's nice to get Daniel Carney on. I know he's 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 a young lad, isn't he? So he probably isn't quite ready for first team football fully yet. But it's nice to get him on the pitch before the end of the season. Yeah, of
8: course. Yeah, he's a young boy that's doing really well. Um, in the 18s and the 23s now. When when he stepped up, so yeah, he's he's got bags of potential. It's just potential at the minute, and we need to keep nurturing him. But um, you know, a spot came up. Um. Of availability on the bench and it's nice to be able to reward the young lads and then obviously you want the game to go a certain way so, so maybe you, you can get them on the pitch and yeah it was, it was good brilliant for him uh you know to experience that because the last time he played was obviously completely different circumstances he you know he, we, we lost and it was nice for him just to be on the pitch there at the end and get that winning feeling
3: and what happened with Corey obviously he was in the starting lineup and then we saw DJ coming out
8: so he felt really ill in the in in the warm up. He felt sick. Come in and said, "Yeah, just that, that he felt like he was going to be sick. That he, uh, he felt really rough, had no energy." So, um, yeah, obviously, you know, we, we swapped it round, hoping that maybe if he felt a little bit better, we could we could use him from the bench as well. But um, he, he 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 got worse. If anything, so I believe he I believe he's gone home. But I think a quick mention there for DJ because to come into the game. That late, under those circumstances, I thought he was outstanding. Uh, really grew into it as well. In the second half, I thought he was a real threat down that left side. So, really pleased with him too. Yeah,
3: I saw, I saw Corey's name was linked to one of those sort of rumour sites this week. And I guess when you've had as, as good a season as he has, it's gonna be there are going to be teams who, who, who might have a look at him.
8: Yeah, I think, this when he playing well and, you know, you're the type of um, player that he is attacking, pace, you know, that's gonna that does turn heads. Back, that raw pace turns heads. But um, yeah, I mean, as, as far as I know, they're just rumours. And we're really pleased with what he's doing. I know he's enjoying he's enjoying playing. He's relished it. He's relished um, the new position. Really taken to it. And uh, yeah, obviously he's 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 one that you know that's going to be a part of what we're trying to do moving forward.
5: Johnny, you said about um, the goalkeeper made an accusation. Was it an accusation of racism or an accusation of someone throwing a coin at him? Or
8: what? I believe it was an allegation of racism. Yeah, racism. Okay. That's what the referee said. So. Yeah.
5: Mm. And looking forward to next season now, Johnny. I mean, a lot of people will say that because of your strong finish <coughs> and you're obviously a, a, new, a new young manager that promotion is is the target next season. Do you go along with that? Is that what you're looking for? Is that yeah. Will that be difficult to achieve, though, in terms of because players are
0: out of
8: contract be, be in a few weeks' time? And... Yeah, I mean, it's a huge summer for the football club. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. But but Charlton Athletic at League One need to be aiming for promotion. We need to be aiming to get back to, to the Championship. So, um, will it be easy, you ask? No, it won't be easy. This is a strong league. Probably the strongest I've ever seen it this year. Um, next year, probably be very similar. So It's, it's stronger, it, Darby Perhaps, yeah. yeah. Just wait and see. You know what sort of shape Derby are in, and, and whoever else comes down with them. So, it's not it's not going to get any easier next season. But we obviously a big big summer where I think if we get it right uh, with the business that we do and, and keep a real good core of uh, of what we've got together, then we can be a success. I've got no doubt about that. But obviously it's it's yeah, it's important that we get it right this summer. When,
5: when will
8: those players know who are out of contract? And when will they know if they are being offered a new contract or have they already been told? Like and... Yeah, well, it'd have to be soon, wouldn't it? You know, there's only there's only one game to go, seven days, so... Um, you y- guess what this coming weekend? Well, perhaps, I don't know. I don't want to put necessarily, like, you know, um, get poxed in on that one, but, uh, yeah, decisions need to be made, don't they, obviously. Uh, the season's going to be over in seven days and then all focus is going to be on... Um, the following season and it's a quick turnaround what would you know the early start because of the world cup and stuff so we obviously we need to get cracking straight away
1: how would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment look younger feel like you add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with juvederm voluma xc
7: challenge by Gunter, and Charlton can break here it's 3-2 Jaisimi switches the play across to Washington Washington ball forward to Stockley can he get
2: there Stockley still with it Jaden Stockley Charlton yeah. two, crew nil. the great counter-attack from the Addicts
9: Washington calm composed on the ball fast forward to Stockley He just let
4: the
2: ball run across him takes it past Jasky
6: and finishes
3: Charlton Live. Well, welcome back to Charlton Live. Uh, just for the break there. We heard uh, from the Addicts manager, um, Johnny Jackson. I thought one one discussion point that I think is a, a conversation worth having, Ben, because I mean this is something I think I think I can't remember if I, we were chatting about it on the walk yesterday actually, but we're talking about like our front line, okay? That's something I want to talk about because you know when 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 I put out all that stuff with that interview with Connor in a week. I I, I was I, I don't know if I was a little bit surprised by some of the reactions. Like, a lot of the fans were willing to just get rid. And I really like... I think Connor is a, an important part of our team. And I think him and Stockley, with Enike as backup, is probably, probably a front line that's good enough to push us towards the top six next season promotion. Like, um, you know, when, when they've played as a front two... Under Jackson, so obviously we we we're discounting a different formation where Washington was played out of position and and they weren't playing together when they've played as a front two only for thirteen games since October, Uh, so there has been some injuries in that time of course, Uh, but they they've started thirteen games together since October. We've won ten of them. At least one of them has scored in ten of those games as well. They've scored thirteen goals between them across those thirteen games. uh, With of course you know each picking up the odd goal here and there when they haven't started together. Um, I mean it, I I don't think that's the position in our squad that we desperately need to sort out I think there's much bigger much bigger problems and I generally think that if we can get one more in as backup and have Stockley and Washington front two, an EK coming off the bench and getting the odd goal and one, one else in backup for when there's injuries and if they can remain fit I think that's a, a front line that will get us a, a, as far as we can uh, can go as long as there's the rest of the team to support them as well what's your views on that
5: Ben? I agree with you, mate. Yeah, we were chatting about it yesterday on the walk, uh, and obviously it's a position at the moment where you got Mason Bursto in the background as maybe the substitute for for Connor in that position. Uh, so I so
3: will, we, we, we need better than Mason as our backup. I think that's fair. We do,
5: yeah, yeah, we do. I think he was a bit lucky with getting into the team when he did, and he took his chances, scored a few goals, got his move to Chelsea. Fair play to him but connor's an experienced striker i think as fans i know we can be all doom and gloom cuz of where we are this season where we expected to be but reality wise we're not going to get better than connor washington really in in this league like he's a proven goal scorer in this league he has had some injuries he did get played out of position at the start of the season but it's been proven when him and jaden play out front together they work well together and don't get me wrong, I've been so frustrated with Connor lately. Again, yesterday he had a really good chance as uh, one on one and he, and he missed it and it was poor. Um, but has he got someone fighting for his place against him? I mean, I was a bit shocked to see Carno only got a couple of minutes yesterday. I would like to have seen him get a few more minutes and show his worth because obviously, what an incredible goal return from him. Um, so I don't know whether Jacko will give him an opportunity. But it could be another, as you say, is not ready yet in that position to really push Connor for a starting place, I don't think. So if we can get in another striker like Connor, someone who runs the channels well, but is a bit more clinical in one on ones, that might bring out the best in him. But as you said, I really don't think it's a position that I'm too worried about because that was Jaden's first injury of his career. Seems to have got that sorted. He doesn't look like he's had any setback in that and scored a few good goals, looks back to his best. And I think we were saying on the pod, the end of last season, start of this season, how I think I tipped him for to get 20 plus goals this season, Jaden. And as you said, he's hit 20 this season and he was out for about three, four months. So I'm really excited as to what he can do with mm. a consistent striker up front with him and not a striker being played out on the wing um and just everyone complementing each other really but i think as i said earlier the position that we really need to strengthen and work out is that midfield if we can get our midfield setting up more chances for the attackers then then we might see more goals
3: yeah um, obviously we will caveat that with he does he does miss a few one-on-ones i, I remember saying after that game against plymouth under Jacko early on where Connor did score a one and one. I remember saying at that point, like I was I was a little bit surprised because there's one thing I don't fancy Connor at is a one on one. And he has he, he missed I wouldn't say quite a one and one yesterday. The ball was a bit behind him, but he did he did miss a, a chance yesterday. But do, do we have to come to expect that at this level now for it? we are in League One?
4: Yeah. I think so. I think we've got to remember that we're, you know, these players are playing in League One because at the moment, League One players. If they wasn't League One players, then they'll be playing a, ho- they'll be playing higher. Um I think, yeah, I've, that's bit, I better agree with Benji really. I think if if you take a Niki, uh Stockley and Washington and now all out of contract, I am I guarantee you there'll be a lot of League One clubs and possibly even higher who want to take them. Um, so yeah, I think Washington offers us something different. I mean, a, a lot of criticism that we have in terms of our defensive frailties is that, that gap in between the the, the left or right sided centre halves and the wing backs, uh, where that space gets exploited. And that's exactly what Connor does. Um, I think, you know, with Stockley and the Nikkei, the two physical players, I think Nikkei could play as a 10 if we needed to as well. So, yeah, I think. Get another striker similar to Connor, a bit more, a bit pacey, uh, works those channels as well, exactly what Ben said. And um, I think Connor at this level, if we don't sign him, I'd be amazed if, if you know, a top six club doesn't come in come in for him. Um, it's people like Ipswich, I think, or Oxford, um, and probably one of the ones who don't go up in the playoffs this year. I think he'll definitely be wanted at this level because, yeah, one of the ones, maybe not his forte, but... Yeah, we're not we, not all of our strikers going to get 25 plus. Um and yeah, I just think he offers something different and if he was that good he'd be on obviously a higher in the higher leagues. Mm,
3: yeah, he did have a a, a go um championship level didn't he Connor but you know I, I, I definitely think there's there's enough uh there for, for him to stay right let's have a uh, a look at uh, a message that came in Stuart tweeted in strong finish uh, to the season we have had the odd glimpse of what these players are capable of uh which makes it even more frustrating but onwards uh, and upwards for next season yeah it was <laughs> the, uh, the uh the lap of appreciation did uh get the uh sort of empty Pretty, pretty like probably half empty stadium. I was expecting uh, yesterday, which you know we, we've had a poor season. There's no two ways around it. If I think if I didn't, if I wasn't still hanging around to do my full time report, I probably would have gone by then as well. But um, yeah, we we need better uh, next year. Well, one of the players I hope will be part of uh, us being better uh, next year, of course, is Chuksenike, uh off the bench uh, yesterday and uh, scored. Uh, again, as he often does when coming uh, off the bench. He came to speak to me uh, after the game, said he was pleased uh, to get the victory on the last home game of the season. Yeah,
10: definitely. It was a good performance from the you know, It was good to get the two goals. Um, two headers, I think. Yeah, two headers it was. So, uh, you know, it's definitely a good way to see out the season.
3: Yeah, And see yourself on, on the score show. I think that's three goals in, in three games for you. Um, you must be pleased with that return.
10: Yeah, definitely. That's, that's what I'm here to do. You know, I'm here to affect games. In that way, so I come on again and uh, got a goal. So yeah, delight. I did it last time when I was here, and you know that's what I aim to do when I come on, you know I mean come on the pitch and try make an effect on the game.
3: How frustrating has it been that obviously you came back and hit, hit the ground really running with those goals against Cheltenham and uh, and Bolton, and then and then you suffered an injury.
10: Yeah, it's frustrating. Obviously, um, you know coming out from Birmingham, like I said, I didn't, I didn't play it, start a lot of games. So when I come, it was, I was straight in, and you know. It was frustrating. I had like a little bit of a rhythm, you know. So um, definitely frustrating. But you know, I feel like I've, you know, I worked hard off off the pitch, you know, with Adam Cole and and the physical staff and 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 come back in good shape, and you know, pick, picked up from where I left off.
3: Yeah. I mean, how, how are you feeling after your last couple of appearances as well? Are You feeling feeling back to full fitness now?
10: Yeah, I wouldn't say full fitness, but um, <laughs> yeah, and no, I feel I feel good. As I said I feel like I can affect games, and you know that's what I've been doing. So that, just take the positives. You know what I mean? Mm.
3: I mean, as a player, you know how how difficult is it to, to to have these these issues with your with your fitness from from time to time.
10: Yeah, it's just every 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 player is different, you know. Um, that's my personal battle, you know, for, I've had throughout my whole career. So that's something that I've always got to, you know, um, stay on top of. And you know, yes, yeah, like I'm saying my personal battle. Some players fit as fiddle; they can play every single minute, 120 minutes. You know, what I mean, I'm not one of those players, unfortunately. But um, yeah, like I said, I can do I, I can do what I can do, and uh, you know, I did it today, so I'm delighted.
3: Do you see your role at the club then as being more as someone who who comes off the bench rather rather than starts games more more so than, than not?
10: To be honest, like I say, I see it however the the gaffer wants me wants me to play. You know, um, obviously I was here before. That's how the gaffer wanted me to play. There's times when I started. I say when I started against when I first came down, I still scored goals. So um, just wherever the gaffer feels that um, you know I'm going to be effective for the team.
3: Yeah, I mean as a front line, I think you know. Chuck, uh, Jaden's got twenty now. Connor's got ten in his last twenty-four games, so almost one in two. And yourself, you're picking up almost where you left yeah. off when you're here yeah. last year. Do you think that is a front line that, that can really take us somewhere next season?
10: Hundred percent. You know, um, I think me and Connor and Jaden, you know, we've got a lot of experience at this level. You know, we've even played in a champ. So um, you know, there's a lot of firepower, and you know, we're both, we're, we're all three of us, are very capable strikers. You know, so I think that's definitely, uh, you know. Uh, uh, a good strike force, isn't it, for the League One? Yeah, definitely. Well,
3: Obviously, so you came in midway through the season, so you weren't here for the first part of it. But Charlton started so poorly that there was yeah. always an uphill battle. But you know, do you feel around the club there's there's enough expectation next year that you'd be able to push on?
10: Yeah, definitely. I think you know we've got um we've we've got definitely some quality. You know, we've definitely got good qualities about our team. You know, I think it's just about getting that consistency of you know performance and um I said, so keeping everyone fit. It's important as, as well because you know even how, even how, as I've been there, there's been players that's been injured at, at crucial times when we've had a little bit of a run. So I think we just put it all together and, and you know there's definitely um, something that we can do next year for sure.
3: Okay, always nice to speak to Churks. It was very nice as well to see him take his little baby out um, on, onto the pitch yesterday uh it sounds sounds like he's going to be a bit of a good luck charm for us he's uh he apparently he scored uh last time the baby was there as well so i did tell to chucks after that you've got to buy him a season ticket uh for next season so so we're gonna we're gonna head up i mean it, it, again if we can keep him fit ben then it goes without saying that he's going to be massive for us next season even if it is and i did push him there a little bit there about if he is going to be only a bench player if that's what his fitness allows, then I mean it's better than bringing on some of the strikers we've had to bring on this season from the bench, certainly
5: oh definitely, I think in this league, games can be tight, we've seen we can go places, I mean the best team in the league at the moment and and struggle to score a goal, and they've scored a lot of late goals lately. But they've got strength in depth. They've got two strikers at the moment who have scored over 12 goals. Well, you've got one second top goal scorer, the other one scored 14, 15 goals. So they've got strength in depth there in goals and you need that to get promoted. And especially someone like Chucks, as I said, I, I think personally he should be playing higher. I think he's got so much about him that he can play with his feet and he's so, so good in the air. Um, unfortunately, he does suffer with injuries, but if we can manage that properly with a good preseason under his belt um, and just managing his minutes, because I, I personally start with Jaden. I think Jaden's a real presence and he's so good in both boxes. But Chucks offers that bit of pace about him as well when he comes on. So good at running with the ball at his feet and so good in the air that defenses are scared of him. And once they're getting tired, and you you look at him coming on. And especially his record for us last season when we kept bringing him on and he kept scoring. And some of the goals he scored, I remember that goal away to Burton was such a great goal. Um, he's He's got so much about him. So when we signed him, I was excited, scored a few goals, scored on his return against Cheltenham. Um, and you thought, oh, here we go. And then obviously our, our season curtailed a bit with injuries and struggling to get players back. But again, he's come back now from injury and shown, look, he's... He's not laying up. He's showing, look, here we go. If we get a squad together, as I said, with the midfield setting up chances a bit more next season for him and, and Jaden and Connor, get some our, our identity sorted of how we want to play football, then I'm sure he'd be happy with 20, 30 minute cameos. If he comes on mm. and scores, makes an impact, that's all we need.
3: If that's what he can handle as well, I guess he will be happier being in a position where I mean, he'd love to be able to start games. But he said himself, there it's not it's not always the case for him. So if he if if he can just be in a position where he only has to come off the bench and he can do what he he does, then it probably would be best for everyone. Because I'd rather him coming off the bench for twenty minutes than starting two games, then disappearing for three months. But we'll we'll see as the season progresses. Right, let's have some fans bar reaction. The last fans bar of the season because uh, next week. Uh, we'll be doing our Sunday show from the um, Player of the Year dinner, uh, so we'll have plenty of uh, interviews with the players uh, at the end. So this will be the last one. Thanks for everyone who's come on the fans bar uh, throughout the course of the season. Benji very kindly went into the, uh, I think into the fans bar rather than the oak uh, after the game. So it might have been the oak. I have no idea actually. Where did you go yesterday, Ben?
5: Yeah, it was the oak. Actually. There you go.
3: Yeah, ventured out there. So it was from the Oak. So you uh, went into the Oak yesterday, asked some supporters for their views uh, on the final home game of the season.
0: Uh, well, Ben, it was a nothing game, but positives we can take out of it. For me, Albie Morgan was man of the match. Two assists and for once, Dobbo was outclassed by Albie. And also Chucks, you know, I don't know what his goals per minute ratio is but it's got to be pretty bloody impressive really so that's positive Uh, but as far as I'm concerned now season's finished move on next season all look forward to it and hopefully a few signings in the summer Jacko will still be there and let's let's move on a lot of the Charlton
9: players were in holiday mode I think that the tactics that they play constantly this three at the back just doesn't work too many gaps I think Shrewsbury will plan us off the park at times um, yeah we've got the result but it's all a little too late and I think they've got to have a serious rethink over the summer they got to look at what they're doing The positions they've just got to get stronger a lot of these players have just got to get out of this club and we need to refresh we need to reset and we need to go for it next time come on you uh, very happy with that result today I think we've had a strong finish to the season um, yeah, if I look at the stats, China won six out of the last nine now. Uh, on a personal note, there's a 700 games for me watching China Athletic. And I had a couple of bets come in, so all around a happy day. Up the attic. Is there any players you're really
5: keen to keep hold of that are out of contract now?
0: No, to be honest, I don't think I. I don't think there's any. JFC is, is probably the only one, really. Washington Pierce. No, I don't think so. I mean, I, I love Washington, but uh, if he goes, he goes. You know, we replace him. You know, I think he, he's replaceable. Uh, we got Carnu coming through, uh, so he is replaceable. JFC is not replaceable. I'd love to see him sign JFC, give him a decent contract, three years but yes. I think Pierce has got a role to play uh, behind the scenes, uh, helping maybe the academy. I think for me, I think i give Washington another
9: crack. Um, I think that Matthews going to divide opinion. I quite like Matthews. I'd keep him now, but I think the rest of them, Pierce has been a great servant, but I think we rely too much. I think we've got, we've got to look at a new defence. We've got to look at a new structure, the left side. I think we've got to go four at the back. We have got to play four four at the back. We cannot be doing this three at the back line anymore. There's too many gaps. We've just got to get there. We've got the players there. I think Scotty Fraser will be a great addition to the squad next year. Um, I think he'll come good. I'd even question whether we need two new strikers up there. Refresh it a bit. I think up front, we've got good strength there. Stockley, Washington. Uh, Dobson is home in midfield. would definitely keep. Um, I think we need to, if we're going to play wing-backs, which we are trying at the moment, then I think we need to bring a couple in um, and then possibly like add another attacking midfielder or two to the squad. Because so I think that's where we've been lacking a bit this season.
3: Lovely stuff. Congratulations uh, to Martin. There, uh, He mentioned his uh, 700th game. And I know he'd had to, he got up really early yesterday as well. So it was a good feat for him to uh, to make it. So well done, uh, Martin, on your support. Um, yeah, there was lo- lots of views in there. Not, not always I agree with over the course of the season with some of these views. Uh, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But I really like to get other people's voices on the pod. So as I said earlier, uh, thanks for everyone who joined us uh, in the fans bar this year, certainly we'll be looking to do that again uh, next year. Now, something else will be, well, I'm not sure I want to do this again next year because my feet are still hurting, uh, but the upbeats walk yesterday, always, always my favourite part of the Charlton calendar uh, to raise money for such a worthy cause. So uh, we went to the, uh, the the training ground yesterday morning, nice and bright and early uh, to, to set off on the, uh, the nine mile trek uh, to try and raise some money uh, for the upbeats. Uh, let's have a listen to our audio diary uh, on the way round. here we go just leaving the training ground just five past nine in the morning tom the first few steps of the upbeats walk i mean this is the easy bit mm. how, how are you taking it so far in this first
9: 300 yards knees are already quite sore if i'm being totally honest put my t-shirt on the one way round so it's not been a perfect start to the morning but uh, yeah looking forward to it good numbers down here uh, and it's just nice to be back isn't it after a few years away not yeah. being able to do it in person so yeah
3: really looking forward to it yeah. have you been in training for this no, sadly not, but uh, luckily,
9: been in uh, training for the wedding, so that'll hopefully help. So, yeah, I have been doing a bit of running this week, so uh, yeah, we'll see how we go. But as I say, my knees are a little bit sore already, and we've only been
3: walking about 100 yards, so it could be a long morning. I'm not going to ask you what training for the wedding entails, but yeah, good luck for the rest of the walk. Well, here we are, Nathan, uh, about an hour into the walk so far. Yeah, so it's been a glittering success so far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so all right, my
4: knee's holding on, surprisingly. Uh... I'm just like, a bit hungry now. I'm just craving a bit of a bit of alcohol, you know? Yeah. Like, it's a bit early for
3: that. I was going to say, that's no different to your usual state of mind anyway. But um, how are you finding it? The weather's quite nice for a walk.
4: Yeah, no, it's not too... It's not cold, it's not too warm. So, uh, yeah, you've got a of people walking, which is nice to see a load of, fe- you know, friendly faces about. Uh, obviously, walking youth, four buttes. Uh, yeah, brilliant. So, um, just can't wait for a beer now, like I said.
3: But Charlton legend Bob Boulder, Bob we're at halfway point now, refuelling, how are you finding it so far?
4: Yeah it's been good, it's been uh, quite uplifting really, I thought uh, early start this morning, uh, but um, my legs are all right, all good, um, halfway point. Just nice to be out here, as I say, it's chatting with uh, a lot of people and a lot of fans and uh, it's been a long time, it seems to be, uh, it's took three or four years, I can't remember the last time. Yeah it's
3: been too it. long but you can yeah, see yeah. that the support is still there for the, yeah, for the, the Charlton fans. Yeah the
4: fundraising has it's been amazing, you know, so everybody's been generous and uh,
9: everybody seems to have got lots of sponsors for for the, for the UpBeats uh, programme, which is amazing. Looking
3: forward to seeing the chaps play on the pitch when we get there as well?
9: Yeah, absolutely. It's, it always brings a smile to your face and they enjoy it a lot, which is the main thing. And, you know, they can play, which is good. They're good players at it. Um, so, and obviously the, the big game after, the, 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 the first team. Let's go for that, the first team
3: getting there. We're just going past Woolwich. Now the temptation is to veer off into the Great Harry, but you've managed to resist that so far, Ben.
5: Yeah, that's usually my match day routine. have a spoons lunch, a couple of beers for the game, but the temptation is there, but we're enjoying the walk. The sun's come out. Got my Red Bull and Chocolate Digesters as a substitution, so it's been nice, but yeah, it's been a nice walk.
3: How's your legs holding up? Because mine are starting to feel like they're about to fall off.
5: Oh, mate, I'm a long distance runner, so that's easy for me.
3: Oh, well, at least you're doing it for a
5: good cause, Yeah, this time. Good calls. Helping you boys get across the line. N- <laughs> N- N- Nate's struggling a bit now, but he can smell that sweet taste of Moretti, so we're looking uh, forward to the end. How
3: are you feeling, Nate? We're near the end. I'm
5: huh? uh, buzzing. I'll tell you what, I can't tell you enough how much I am to that beer. <laughs> oh, it's going to be delightful. We've been like, about that the entire way around. Like
4: a dream. I was talking about it yesterday, I think, because I didn't have a <laughs> beer last night, but I'm oh, buzzing, yeah, but... Uh... Oh, my, my legs all right. It's just my feet hurting a bit, but I'm a lot more timber
3: than Benji and I. So, <laughs> uh, right home straight. We're just walking through Ransom Walk, Tom. How are you feeling? You
9: can see the valley in sight. Uh, relieved, to be honest with you. I, was, I wasn't sure my knees were going to make it, but uh, we've done it now, and I'm ready for a uh, a bargee burger.
3: So uh, <laughs> yeah, knackered, but, yeah. but pleased to have done it. Yeah, knackered. Ben, you seem to be holding up a bit better than we do.
5: Yeah, let's do it again. Back to <laughs> training ground, and then we'll get an Uber here.
3: Yeah, Nathan, yeah. we all know what you're going to say. What's on your mind? Get, a
9: fuck, uh,
4: get the beers in. <laughs> no, just get the Moray's down my neck, mate. Uh, how how
3: like, are you feeling after yeah. it? Feel like you've achieved something?
4: Well, I'm alive still, so yeah, that's an achievement itself. <laughs> so uh, yeah, no, it's been good. Hurt a little bit, but. bit older now mind that step ben just fell over yeah but yeah no it's good it's been a good day nice the sun's come out a little bit so uh but yeah just buzzing for a drink now but it's all for a good cause isn't
3: it yeah there we go so we've done it all the way from the training ground to the valley via woolwich and everywhere else in between make sure you donate to the upbeats on the charlton trust website You, you recovered from your little trip at the end there, Ben, which is good. But um, Nathan, tell me, how, how, how well did the beer go down after all that?
4: Unreal, Jeff. But to be fair, <laughs> uh, unbelievable, Jeff. No, I had literally, had, we went in there. Uh, we had some, obviously, we uh, came in, didn't we? Walked down the side of the pitch. Oh, Thomas and God was there, high five. Obviously, Benji went off to speak to Jan, didn't he? Um, after that, we went into the Oak, literally got one down that. And then, uh, got another one. And, uh, yeah, he went, he went down really well. But I mean, after that, I was just, I was just shattered. I just couldn't really move from my seat. So I didn't really have anything at half time. And I was planning to come to the Oak after the game, but my knee was just killing me. So I just ended up shooting off, which was a shame. But, um, yeah, no, it was a good day. Nice couple of cold beers after. Well deserved, I think um I just, somehow I looked at my phone and somehow I ended up walking 14 miles yesterday so I don't know if
3: did you get lost it, on the way around I,
4: I, I don't know I, I can't remember but I, I, I seem to remember I was with you guys all the time but I don't know but
3: um you did disappear at one point and come back with a couple of cans didn't you <laughs> it was a special brew <laughs> yeah. white lightning yeah, no, then that's really. what it sounded like when you're wandering around that's what you needed but we <laughs> well, got mate, to the I end did we got to the end and it was it was great it was great to see the upbeat's on the pitch as well they were there sort of halfway round dishing out the uh, the beverages i think adam biggs did the walk as well as well so congratulations to to adam and to all the chaps uh, who were there dishing out the uh, the snacks at halfway uh, and before and and obviously uh, playing on the pitch um about half one before the before the game yesterday that was really entertaining watch some really good finishes actually I caught a couple on camera uh, which we put on the Charlton live instagram so yeah well done to everyone who donated uh, there were some people who raised loads of money yesterday so I'm, I'm really pleased uh, that that seems to have gone uh, really well. Congratulations to everyone involved. Uh, and, and I think uh, Darren and and his company sort of helped the organising and, and the sponsorship of that. So well done to those guys as well. Right, we're coming to the end uh, of this week's show. Um, thank you to Nathan and to Ben for joining me this week. Cheers, Always. Mate. Always an absolute pleasure. Thanks to those of you who got involved with the show as well. Uh, we look forward to speaking to you again on Thursday, where we we'll look ahead to our final game of the season. Just one more game to go. Can't wait to the end of it. Right, see you later.